Generations to Hunt podcast, where the goal is to learn together and further the culture of hunting. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Generations to Hunt podcast. It's uh, Matt here with Joe. Uh, no guests this week, but, uh, you know, things are starting to heat up, so people are trying to be in the woods a little bit uh, a little bit more. I know, Joe, you seen a pretty decent buck tonight, didn't you? Yeah, it was a, I think he was eight. He had a little kicker on, a, on the brow, but. We've had a solid argument about his age for a Definitely a year and a half. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's, it's, I'm positive it's two and a half, but. Thanks. Either don't. It's going to get past. <laughs> Things are definitely heating up. Uh, unfortunately for me, I had to go back to work, and the only days I've had off since the last time we talked were the only two days it's been 70 degrees. So, But I seen, I seen two shooter bucks a week ago, I think it was. And it's, I mean, you can see on Facebook, it's, it's heating up. Uh, Shannon from Public Land Prowlers shot a nice public land buck. Uh, my buddy Tyler, he shot a nice uh, nine point last night. That was actually all broken up, like you know. So it was pretty aggressive. Um, Kyle from Arrow Addicts is tagged out now. He shot a pretty good. Was it eight or nine point? I don't um, know what it was. Yeah, but it was a nice one. Nice buck. Um, you definitely in the last week. There's been a quite an uptick in big bucks getting shot for sure. For sure. Huge bucks. That cold front, I mean, that changed everything. I would say the beginning of that cold front is when I really started to see a difference in deer and the the quality of deer getting put down. Right. Because that first two weeks was slow. I don't think the does are ready yet. I hear some people, I definitely the younger bucks are starting to dog and chase, I would say, but i seen dog, I mean, i seen them chasing. So, um, last week... So I don't I I 100% agree. I don't think does are ready. I think bucks are ready. I think bucks bucks were probably ready. I mean bucks are pretty much going to be ready at any moment. But uh right. Bucks were ready and I can tell because at the property I hunt in Ovid I was overlooking a cut cornfield. I seen a bunch of deer. I seen a little bit of chasing, but you could see when the bucks got together, there was a different reaction. You know, instead of that just all milling around and feeding, there was the uh you know, I watched on two or three occasions one buck, the uh, three and a half year old eight point, just start pawing at the ground and you know puffing up in front of this uh, little two and a half year old eight point, and then he did it to another year and a half year old eight point, um, and you know he's starting to push him off a little bit, you know, starting to establish a little bit of dominance. Um, Tyler's buck, he had a picture of it, I think less than a week ago, full rack. He shot it yesterday, and it's it's got a tine broken off. It came barreling into a call. He said he hit the a grunt call, I think, and he said like two seconds later it come just barreling in. So, yeah, for me it's it's time for me to start breaking out the deer calls. You know, my brother-in-law, he called me up and he said he, he thought he shot one. He was telling me I smoked it, I swacked it. <laughs> So we're talking, and I was like, "I was like, how did you see him?" He said, "I seen it, and then it went back in the woods." And then he said he got a can call out, you know the <laughs> man. Yeah. I was like, "Dude, if you smoked a buck off one of them, I I'm gonna sell all my equipment." But to find out, he missed and he smoked a tree. But <laughs> that's the best part of the story. I know, yeah, I know he, <laughs> but. And then, I, dude, I know some people that swear by that can call. Fuck. I, yeah, I, I mean, it could be effective, but, like, every time I've heard it, like, outside of, like, I used it, like, when I was, like, like 16, 17. I haven't used it, so I have a, so my call I have is actually pretty cool. So when I got married, um, I got a hold of a guy who makes custom calls, and that's what I gave everyone in my wedding party, and I obviously got one for myself. So, uh... I have one, and it variates. It's just a pretty basic call. I mean, you open it up, it splits in half. I got an O-ring that moves up and down for tone. So I goes all the way from fawn to, like, 
mature buck. Like, it, it's deep. Um, so I just use that. But, I mean, I've had more luck calling in deer with a doe call with that than I ever did trying to use the can. No. I've never heard a deer make the sound that the can is. I, 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 I'm being honest. Uh, I heard a little bit of, uh, like, vocalization today. But that's, like... Other than that, everything's been quiet coming by me and all that. So I don't know if it's really ready for calls, but, I mean, if people are hitting it. I mean, mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm personally not going to. Because now look at at that scenario of my brother-in-law. He heard that fucking can call go off. Then it automatically almost got shot. He's associated that call with danger. Now that buck's educated. It's going to be hard for sure. So I'll tell you right now. That's why I'm not personally going to pick it up. Now. I'm going to be doing so. I'm not going to hit a doe bleat call because one, I'm 100% agreeance. I don't think that does are ready. So I think, I think you'll get younger bucks to come to it for sure. And I, I mean, I'm saying, I mean, I'm not saying the buck your uh, brother-in-law shot at was younger, but um, you might get a big buck to come into it. But he's going to be a little bit more weary because I don't think that the older bucks are quite as aggressive. I, I think that they'll established dominance but they're not really out sitting on does yet i guess you could say lockdown yeah. on them um but i'll hit a buck i'll hit a grunt call based on what i seen last week based on what i'm reading from other people talking to other people um i'll hit a grunt for sure i do think deer are in the mode of establishing dominance so they're getting ready they're, they're fighting they're they're pushing each other around, so, establishing that pecking order, I guess you could say. So grunting and rattling. So probably so do. you're gonna do initiate a contact grunt. So you hit the contact grunt, and that's just letting them know another buck's in the area, and he's gonna get curious, and he's gonna check out who's in his area. Basically, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not gonna go and like do a sequence of ten, fifteen, real short, like chasing grunts. Because that's not really what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to essentially um, reenact a buck chasing. Because while I have seen it, I haven't seen it a ton. Like I would say, when I when I go when I get to Kansas, I'll reenact that. That first week in November is when I'll start to really get into trying to portray a buck coming into an area chasing a doe to try and get that mature buck up thinking a there's a doe over here that i could breed and b i can uh i'll just push this other buck off you know there's a buck in my area trying to get with one of the does in my area i need to get him out of here right now i'm just trying to portray hey i'm another buck in the area just trying to check things out to get him to come over to me and see who who just showed up in my my area right and then the same thing with the rattling i mean i'm trying to portray two bucks fighting in the event that someone, you know, the the dominant buck in that area or a buck that perceives himself as dominant is going to get up and say, uh, you know, you're you're in my area. I'm going to come try to push you off. I see in less than a week, like if I was hunting somewhere's elks, maybe not in my area, but I could do, maybe do it my property but uh i see in like less than a, probably like a week i would stop hunting buck sign and i would start hunting does because yeah because they're gonna be locked down they're gonna get frustrated with all the bucks chasing them and all that so they're gonna start they're gonna start locking down and all that and then they're not gonna move as much and they're getting up to estrus, so they're not going to be as feeding as much. And then they're going to be just setting down, and then bucks are just going to be checking doe areas. Yeah, if you have a doe, if you have a known doe bedding area. So, like, I'll tell you, the property I have in Corona, I know does are bedding in there. I know once the corn comes off, those does are going to dump right in there. So, like, I haven't hunted it much. I haven't seen many bucks. Um, I Heck, I haven't seen hardly any deer when I've been out there. But I know, like... In the next day or two, I'll hunt it. And I have two days off. I'll guarantee you I'll hunt it in one of those two days because I know those does are going to be in there, and I know those bucks are starting to get frisky, and they're going to go in there. Just, they're just going to be searching. They're, they're looking for something. They're going to be going multiple beds, just yep. looking. And I think most, 
like I don't know, it, I could be wrong, but I think most sign of bucks right at that point will be mostly nocturnal from them moving. Yep. To zone so to zone. scrapes, I would say, I wouldn't even waste my time. Yeah. Because I mean, if you find some, I mean, that is a sign that there's bucks in the area. If you, but if you find it, you need to figure out I'm where hunting. I'm not hunting over it. Where that deer is either bedding. Or eating and get because I guarantee that scrape is going to be in between where he's laying down at night or laying down in the morning or going to eat at night. Right. Guarantee it. So you need to be in between those because I think it's like 85% of all scrape activity happens at night. Right. So, you know, it is what it is. Now, when I go to Kansas, I'll be honest, I'm going to be looking, it's actually going to be polar opposite. I'm going to be looking for scrapes and rubs. Because I'm going into an area I don't know, and then I'm going to attack that based off of where I think the deer are bedding, and that strategy... But you're not hunting over them. That's what we're saying. Well, I'll hunt near them, especially the first day. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm not saying you see a scrape, and then you go, okay, this tree is about five feet away. I'm going (laughs) to fucking camp right over that. No. So, I I mean, when I'm in Kansas, uh, my plan is to... Look for those signs, because those signs tell tell me what. There's there's a deer, there's a buck in the area. I don't know how big he is, but there's a buck in the area. So I'm going to set up, I'm going to try to figure out, okay, this deer could be bedding over here and eating over here, and I'm going to try to set up somewhere in between there and just observe. Hope he comes by, but I'm there for 14 days, so I'm not, day one, I'm probably not pushing right into that bedding area. I might just sit back and say, hey. Like, let's, uh... You want to do an observation hunt? Yeah, like, let's see exactly... Even though you're not supposed to be doing them. I was just told by Instagram, observation hunts are a waste of time. Well... (laughs) I I, I live by that Instagram hunting method. (laughs) Fuck. I think, uh... I mean, I don't know. I no, I. It's, I just think it's gonna work out. I think it's a, a, a. If you're learning, if you're going to a new property, I think it's the best strategy you can figure. Oh, out. Oh yeah, for sure. Because I, you can e scout all day, but maybe if you, maybe if you only had like three, four days to get it done, maybe not waste doing that. Three, four days, I would spend if I had three. If I had a, a singular day to scout. To go into an area and not worry about hunting it, I can just go scout. And then three to four days of hunting, I would scout. Day one, I would set not in the bedding area. I would I would I, I would still observation on day one. Day two, three, and four, I'm gonna go in. The problem with that though is when you only have three days. Like the the point of an observation set is to see where deer is coming out. And move on and move into that area, right? Yeah. So if you don't see a deer on day one of a three to four day hunt, you got to start coming up with some different solutions pretty quick. Well, that's what I'm saying. So don't waste your time doing an observation hunt. I'm still doing it. Yeah. I, I mean, it ultimately, your day one hunt, whether your observation, I mean, it's still an observation hunt because you don't know. Where are these no, you're going in. Well, just go in there and just yeah. find sign and hunt, hunt it. I guess. I Give mean. me hunting sign for sure. But back to Michigan. As far as the getting off the sign, it, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to confuse people and say if you see a scrape, don't go hunt it. Well, I'm no. just saying. I think a lot of people get the perception if I see a scrape. Because deer will bucks are gonna go back to that scrape, they're gonna revisit it. They're gonna hit it up. You know, they're gonna keep hitting that more often than not. Yeah, but, but when? Right. So that's the thing. I don't want people to think that like, I see a scrape, the buck's gonna come back because he is gonna come back. But there's a good chance it's gonna be at night. But, and you know, some of the guests we've had have, have talked about this. You can intercept that deer on his way to that and that's what right now what i'm trying to do you know they, they're they're transitioning off of food bucks i think are going to be a little less worried about when their next meal is and a little bit more worried about establishing their dominance establishing their core area and finding the first hot dough i don't know i think i think a lot of people get confused with 
a scrape line as just a regular edge. You know what I mean? The edges. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, he was hitting a, edge, a scrape line coming in right to me. But I think he's just checking everything. and He's just walking on the edge and... Yeah, if you ever watch a deer on on the edge of a field, it's it's kind of cool because they will like so in Ovid. I just watched this actually even before they started to kind of ramp up. Um, you know, that first week or so, was it maybe the second week of October? I sent you a picture of that two and a half field buck I passed. Well, in our back fence row, there's a whole scrape line. It goes all the way down. Um, there's got to be ten scrapes in a hundred yard area. And I looked, I pull my binos up, and there's a buck on him and i watched him go down that entire line and hit every single one and all he's doing is just leaving his scent behind to communicate with other deer but that was a year and a half year old deer right (laughs) the year and a half year old deer is going to act a little bit different than i guess what we're after yeah i Um, mean look at that year and a half i seen today (laughs) (laughs) it was not i wish you could have just seen that eye roll yeah it was aggressive um but i think yeah i just i think scrapes are a great tool to let you know deer in the area but right now i'm off of food if i can be and i'm looking for doe bedding areas yeah and like this is what i'm seeing you know everywhere is different but um i'm seeing so i'm getting in three o'clock in the afternoon and all that and um i'm seeing some movement you know what i mean transition from a little bit here and there and then then it's just like and then it picks up there's because i'm on like a uh transition area yeah so like kind of deep in the woods of this little parcel or not parcel but whatever and then like the glory hour or whatever last hour, there. last hour i'm i'm dead they're in they're in field they're they're yeah. they're eating so like where i'm at it's just like that last daylight and all that is just like garbage time for me because i'm just in the transition area so like if i could we talked in the past i don't have ag on right my my land right now because they did winter wheat and they already took it and neighbors got beans and beans on the other side too so so i can't hunt uh, i can't ag and there's no point doing a food plot you can't be ag so no yeah I'd i would be hunting the beans if there's still left i don't know you, you still seeing corn all my corn yeah uh, so is gone so when i went hunting thursday did i hunt thursday i'm trying to remember if i went out thursday or not I did not hunt Thursday. Yeah, I did. I went with, I went with JT. Well, I'll get into that. Yeah. That was a good time. When I hunted out in Ovid, they were cutting the corn across the road. My beans were still standing. And they the corn, one cornfield was cut, the other corn was still standing. I'll bet. Uh, one of the guys hunted it tonight. I'm waiting for him to get back with me. It's, uh, I'll bet they cut that. I might, depending on the wind, I might hit that up in the morning, especially if that corn's not cut. But. Um, most corns, I think, getting yeah, I'd still be on ag right now. Um, I think the best if you have a hay field or a winter wheat field that was planted this year, this year, that's where I'd be. Then, other than that, I'd be on a cut corn field, like a recently cut yeah. corn field. You're not gonna be any time in the year. There's something on. I know you don't travel this way much, but on 21, between, uh, like, Owasso and Ovid, this guy's got, like, something in his field that's that's green. And it's I don't know what the crop is. I wish I, I wish I knew what it was because every time I drive by, it's on both sides of the roads. The one side I can't see too far in because it's like a hill, but the other side, man, it is loaded. If you have a, if you have a green food source, you're going to have does in it right now. Yeah, but now it's frosting coming up like beets and beets and radishes. But yeah, but even still, I I would say I'm not. I wouldn't be. Uh, if you're hunting private or public, I would be less focused on food source and more focused on where they're bedding because 
the does the does are still going to go out to eat. You're but right. The bucks, I think, are. <laughs> but they're going to be checking the does. So why yeah, wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you hunt the food source then? Because the you're the gonna bucks are going to come to you if yeah, you're hunting the, the food source. The bucks are going to get up out of their bed and kind of mill around for a little while before they head out to those fields. Yeah, that's why you're in the transition area. You're hunting the food source. That's why you're you're not on the edge. You're not on edge. You're in the woods. When right I now. say hunt the food source, I'm saying like I'm hunting the edge of the field. I would I would come in. That's what I'm saying. We're, you're arguing. What do you mean? <laughs> you're I'm in agreement with you that I would be in the woods. Okay. Closer to where they're bedding than Correct. probably where they're eating. Yeah, but I uh, we're right. Okay. We're together. Are you good? Yeah. So. I mean, I kind of... I'll fight you. <laughs> if anybody was wondering. <laughs> um, I think I that's saying, why we're so good at this, because yeah. we, we absolutely hate each other's way <laughs> that we hunt. Yeah, we just completely disagree on everything, so we were like, you know what we should do? We should get a podcast and just... Uh, talk about how t- you... Talk, you uh, talk about hunting. How your ways suck. Yeah, you don't sure. know the age of deer, because <laughs> yeah. that was a year and a half. I'm sure ago. it'll go well. So Was that a year and a half? Oh yeah, so I wish you guys could see this. I have a, it's a seventy-five inch. I I won a big buck contest with that deer. Seventy-five inches? Yeah, Corona. Remember how every year the FFA would have the big buck contest? Oh yeah. Yeah. So we're getting a little off topic, but yeah, that deer right there. I'm I can't wait to tell the story. So I I might just have you post to use this in our little cover photo. So it's a year and a half year old eight points. It was seventy-five inches. How I shot this deer is. I was in high school, clearly. I It was Thanksgiving morning. I couldn't even drive. Uh, was it with a gun? Yeah, it's a great story. It's a fantastic story. So I couldn't even drive because I didn't get my driver's license until I was 18. Because so, it was free? I don't really know why, to be honest with you. Oh. That was a long time ago. So um, so I Did had my parents. No. <laughs> so my parents, my I think my stepdad... I made him wake up early as shit in the morning to take me out there and drop me off. So my stepdad doesn't hunt, so he did not want to wake up. So we're late. I'm late as shit. So I run out there. I, I get my gun, get all my hunting gear on, run out there, you know, good to go. Sit down on the ground. It wasn't even a tree stand. Fall asleep. <laughs> wake up, and I see a deer kind of go by, is what it is. And I'm sitting on a swale. So I was like, well, I'll just walk to the other end. So I walk to the other end, and I get like 100 yards down, and I see a deer moving. So I step into the swale, and this buck walks 30 yards from me, stands broadside, and just looks at me. So I pull my gun up. I'm jacked. I'm like, oh, easy money. I'm going to smoke this thing. Click. So in my rush to get out into the trees or into the woods, I forgot to jack a shell into my shotgun. (laughs) The deer just looks at me. I rack the shell. He doesn't even move. He still looks. But I'm in such a panic now because I think I'm like maybe 16, 17. And this is the biggest deer I had shot at yet. So rack a shell. Just just let one roar. Miss completely. He takes off running. Um, and I just hurry up and uh, rack another shell straight away. Shoot. Drop him. Damn. Luckiest, luckiest thing in the world. Yeah. So, what do you think that buck that I passed today? He was like one ten. It was a two and a half year old, one hundred and ten inch deer. Yes. I just don't know why you don't think a one and a half year old can be one hundred and ten inches. I mean, obviously, I'm not looking at the rack. I'm looking at stomach. I'm, not, I'm, I'm telling nose. you that based on the trail camera pictures you sent. That's not the one from the trail camera. Yes, it is. All right, back back right. to this podcast. Yes, so we're gonna share a story of uh, our buddy JT. Uh, we went on quite the adventure on Thursday. Um, Public land. Yes. So this is how Rose Lake. Yeah. Is that where that dude died? Yeah, you don't. They don't. You don't need that. That. Guy. Yeah. Why not? Everybody needs to know that dude died. Yeah, got shot out there. It was like five or six years ago. Or no, something. was it? Oh, yeah, it was. It was. It was a minute ago. It, it, it's been... I don't think they ever found the guy. No, they never... Stole his gun in his backpack, right? Stole a shot him, stole all his shit. That's fucked up. Yeah. But, 
so a more positive note, my dude, Ryan, you remind me after this podcast to show you or to talk to you about uh, t-shirt ideas. Okay, I'll, I'll try. <laughs> so, so I got. I'm trying to get the hype up right now on the podcast so people buy them. All right. Well, we can. I mean, all we have to do is just take a picture of them and put them out there. No, I can't. Because if I talk about the ideal, somebody will steal our ideal. It's idea. It's ideals. With 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 an L. <laughs> There's no L. I know. <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> this this guy is in charge of an entire construction crew. Who? You. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's get back. Yeah, to for a pretty big. Yeah, it's not like a small like mom and pop construction crew. This is a a good sized construction crew. So if yeah, we like, build like multi million dollar. Yeah commercial buildings so if you ever feel like you're not smart enough to do it joe and i are here to let you know we're not that smart and we're doing all right <laughs> all right <laughs> so a little motivation talk <laughs> so we won't make it as a hunting podcast won't be a motivation one i'm not a motivational speaker i want to tell my adventure with jt then tell it because i haven't even heard it oh so yeah i've given you bits and pieces well like a snippet so I did text Joe a little bit irritated. I was a little bit irritated on Thursday. So if I know most of the people here that are listening to this do not know who our buddy JT is. His name's Jordan Thompson. He's just recently getting into hunting, and so I was like, hey, like, let's go out to uh, some public land. I got to try out my new tree stand, um, you know, and we'll see what we see. He's pumped. He says, all right. I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll look up some areas on my phone and just kind of e-scout a little bit and come up with some ideas. And uh, then we'll get out there early and uh, we'll walk back into a section, kind of scout it, and then if we find something we like, we'll set up. He says, all right, sweet, no problem. I said, get here at 1.30 and I'll be ready to leave at 1.30. We'll get out there at 2 it gives us about an hour, hour and a half. I'd say about an hour to go back and, and look at something there. Because there's totally times when you e-scout something and you get back there and go, okay, this is not what I was thinking. Well, that's kind of what happened to us. But uh, JT, so remember I told him, be here at one thirty. JT shows up at like 2.15. Classic. <laughs> yeah. So I was like. Okay. I would have abandoned ship. I was like, fuck that. We're not going to public. We're going to go private. Yeah, I can't just take him out of a private place. Oh, you don't. Yeah, I forgot. So, he te- actually, he texted me at 145 and said, hey, I'm on my way. <laughs> and then got pulled over on the way. Nah, bullshit. <laughs> I'm calling bullshit on that. So, it's like, You got right. a ticket? Does he have proof? He didn't get a ticket, but I believe I believe that he got pulled over. I would have took a selfie with the cop then. Yeah, I don't know. So then... That's what I would have requested from him. I would have been like, take a selfie. So we, we finally get out there about... We left my house about 2.15, 2.20. We get out there about 2.45, 2.50. So now our scouting is done. Like, I, we can't go scout. And I'm like, all right, it is what it is. So we get all dressed up, start walking out. And the initial sign was like, so we get back to where I want to hunt, and they have these little secluded clover plots set up, like planted. The DNR planted them. And I was like, oh, like this isn't that bad. You know, like on the other side of it is a bunch of like, there's like a like couple ponds, but then it's like kind of all thick, like swampy, like bedding. And I'm like, oh, like this isn't that bad. You know, we actually seen, walked up on a doe and two fawns in one of the food plots. Hmm. But before we got to that point, we get like 200 yards back and I'm like, man, did I grab my release out of my bow case? So I started feeling around my pockets and everything. I forgot my release, my bow release in my bow case in back in the truck. Which I'm not surprised because this was the first time I had taken my compound out this year, but just a dumb move. So, set all my stuff down, run back to the truck, run back out there. So then we finally get out there, 
and I'm like, let's just set up on one of these little food plots and hope, like, maybe, like, I wasn't really, I was just looking for a dough. Like, I could have cared less of a buck or anything. I was just looking for a dough. I said, maybe, uh, you know, a dough or a buck will come out on one of these food plots. That's what I was thinking was going to happen. Well, JT has never used a climber before. And then we get out there, and there are no climber trees anywhere. No electric pole ones? No. So I finally find a tree, and I'm like, just climb up like seven or eight feet. You'll have a bunch of cover, and you'll be good to go. But we had to, like, dig into some shit to get to it. I'm like, whatever. It is what it is. The whole area was thick, so I was like, oh, these deer, this will work for sure. Wind was pretty good. The wind was literally blowing right back into where we walked in. So I knew there was probably not going to be any deer in between us and where we walked in because it wasn't that thick. But everything in front of us where I expected deer to come from was pretty thick. But he finally gets up in the tree. I go over and the tree I picked out looked like I had poison ivy. If you've ever had poison ivy, you're going to know... Maybe not necessarily what it looks like, but what it might look like, and you're probably just going to avoid that. So I went and found another tree. I thought I did really good setting up my XOP, get set up. It proceeded to rain. We proceeded to see no deer. I proceeded to hurt my back because I haven't lifted anything in a month, and then I lifted that stand. So that didn't go well. I go to get down, and JT is stuck in the tree because he can't get the climber down. In his defense, that climber kind of sucks, like the the way you have to do it, like compared to a conventional. Like, I don't disagree with you. I it is not the easiest thing to climb. So I went over there. Me and JT left public land, frustrated, but mostly due to our own endeavors. Yeah, I would do it again. I think I told JT. I said I would do it again. Um, Same location. Yeah. Yeah, I would just, I think, go a little bit farther in. Did you see anybody there? No, that's a other weird thing. There didn't appear to be... So there was a crossbow, like, cocking rope in the parking lot. But there wasn't a... Back where we were at, there did not seem to be... So there was no tree stands. We didn't walk across a single tree stand. Um... No garbage. Like, they, they didn't look or appear to be... No buck bombs all over the fucking ground? No. We did find a bunch of scrapes, a bunch of rubs. Um, so there was definitely deer in the area. And like you said, we did kick up a doe and two fawns in one of those food plots. Um, if I had more time to find out where those deer were bedding, I'll be honest. I, I do think that you could kill a deer out of there pretty easy. But it didn't look like there was a ton of people in that area i mean i could be wrong i could go back next week and it'd be loaded we we did go during the week which is another big thing but right um i would i wouldn't be a po- i i can't dog public land on this one a lot of the reasons we didn't see deer were because of our own mistakes you know getting out there late forgetting my release um not yeah. not really giving jt the tools to be successful for a new hunter because that climber's not you. But use. if you could, if you did teach him anything or yourself anything, is like how, like, like you can do everything you want in the garage or wherever at your house until you take it in the field. You don't know how that stand or. Well, that was a, a big reason. I mean, it's not that I, so I, I wanted to take JT out and get him because I've been trying to, he really wants to kill a deer he's he's put some time and effort in but like he shouldn't have passed them bucks last year i agree but uh he um he's not too fond of public land i wouldn't say he's talked down on it but like he doesn't want to go out there by I, himself i think we spoiled well i i probably i don't did you how many times did you take him did you take him last year no no i know he went to tyler's a couple times yeah so but uh i think we kind of spoiled him on public and seeing like 30 40 does and yeah like little bucks um but i've talked to him a couple times about like you know because he won't really go he'll go behind his house but he has two acres to hunt so it's not really conducive to killing deer 
um, he won't venture to public very much um, without, like, I guess I would say somebody. And so uh, I wanted to try out my XOP, and it was a perfect opportunity to take him out and maybe get him on and help, you know, because I've been telling him, like, dude, go hit up some public land and make mistakes. Right? All right, yeah. Guess I mean, what? We, we talked to Zach and Brandon from Public Land Prowlers, and that's that's all they, you know, did. And I, I don't want to – I'm not dogging on them, but, like, they, they explained to us, like, man, we made so many mistakes last year, you know, and they just learned from them. And that's how you get to be better, better mm-hmm. right? And so that's why I'm trying to get through to him. But at the same time, like, failing sucks, right? Oh, yeah. Failing is not fun. Um, but he got a little bit of that on Thursday because I was definitely not at my best. Um, a lot of things I guess I normally didn't do. And then the other thing is we kind of ran into – I expected there to be more trees for – us to get into mm-hmm. you know so when you get back in there and it looks all right you know was a, a lot of immature trees yeah or just like so it, it just wasn't it was just either immature trees for me it wasn't as bad you know because i had the xop it was mainly because uh for him because he was using the climber bunch of widow makers and all that yeah so he did it, it was just a struggle to get him into a tree but you know there's a lot of things what we could have done differently to increase our odds um, because it's not it's not private land. Like a lot of the stuff I did or we did, you can get away with on, on private land. For example, you know, uh, we ended up being an hour later than I wanted it to be, right? On private land, more often than not, you can get out there an hour later and it's not really that big of a deal. No. Um I forget my release. Okay. On private are, land. Are you going to carry two now with him? I have... T- Dude, this is the dumbest part about the whole thing. I have two in the truck. There's one in my bow case. I always just tuck one right in the backpack before I even start the season. I tuck so one do down there. Even if it's the, the shitty, it's a shitty smoke by True Fire. A ri- I haven't used a wrist release in years. And I shove that... Every time I shove it down in my backpack, I go, because I'll never get caught out in the stand without a release. So I normally do the same thing, but the difference is this year is I have been stuck with a crossbow. So ironically, you know what I have in my backpack? A cocking rope. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's not the rope. It's the, the it's a crank. Either way, it's same to, to, to use the crossbow, right? That was in my bag mm-hmm. that day. It was the first time I took my compound out. Because normally I would have that second release in my bag for that reason. Because that's obviously something I've done before. So, but on private land, I mean, I'll just run back to the truck real quick and get it. As long as I don't leave it at home, you know, it's right. it's nothing. Um, but Because potentially that could cost you. If you leave it at home, you know, like my lease from my house is an hour away. I'm not coming back if I forgot no. that at home. I mean, I have... Mine are 15 minutes, so if, if I'm on time or early, I'll just go back and get it. Right, but I'm just saying, in theory, like, if I did, right, I'd be screwed. But if you just left it back in the truck, you can just... No, yeah, if I left it back in the truck, that's, that's a, yeah. You know, and on private, you can get away. On public, like, in my mind, 15 minutes could, could be a difference in... A lot. You know, because, for example, if... If we show up an hour earlier, do we get set up and those does come out in that food plot and we get a shot at one, right? Potentially. Yeah. So, I Who mean, knows? It's, it's just, uh, you know, you you live and you learn. We made some mistakes. Uh, but you learned a lot. Well, yeah. The biggest thing I learned is you can't be as, you, you're not, public land is not going to be as forgiving as no. private land, you know, so. And that's why. A smaller buck, and and hence and sense, is better reward. Like a, you know, what I mean, like the uh, class structure moves down when you're on public, in in the sense of my eyes. You know what I mean? Well, you have- if I seen that one and a half year old deer, wink, um, today, <laughs> I would have smoked it. My goal, uh, if I when I hunt public land in Michigan, is a hundred inch deer. 
I see a hundred inch deer on public land in Michigan, I'm smoking it. Right. Um, that's, and I'm saying that as if I would have got in the like my next year, I would aim for Pope and Young, and that's a, that's the saying. If I got that hundred inch deer this year, yeah. Like, I would eventually evolve my goals, you know what I mean? Always yeah. improve your goals. But this year, 100-inch buck, I would say. Well, I, JT, I had JT talked, and he was going to shoot anything. I was jacked. I was like, oh. Cause JT's Four never, corn? JT's never killed a deer. So I was like, all right, he was going to shoot a doe. He was going to shoot uh, any buck. And I was like, all right, you know. But, no, I think, uh, I mean, the the main get takeaway there was uh, – JT was frustrated. I think that's probably the most frustrated he's been with hunting. It's not so much that he didn't see deer. It was trying to use the climber. It was the fact that it was rainy. It was definitely colder. Um, You know, but I think if he would have seen deer, it would have been a little little bit different. But I'm hoping that it doesn't discourage him. But I'm also hoping that, like, it shows him, like, you know. How humbling this sport is. you, You can fail, you know. And and he he's big into sports. He I promise you, JT's not going to give up. Mm. But uh, you know, hopefully, you know, it just we can get a little bit of failure, and then uh, you know he can learn something from it. I mean, I've been doing it for a while, and like I seen that buck, seen that buck, and so many doe, and I was frustrated today. I mean, I mean it's just gonna happen. There's these days I just get, or I mean you're just gonna get so. Something's gonna happen, and in somebody else's eyes, it you know it I mean it was a good day. It was a great day. In my in my eyes, it was a a terrible day. I got really upset, you know, like I was blaming myself mostly, and then like I I wanted to I I wanted to do things different, and then you know, and then you send videos of deer you're passing. And, everybody's saying why are you passing them and that, <laughs> that's my favorite thing to do when you said I know. you could send me a spike and i'd probably still tell you to shoot. i know but <laughs> it's like multiple people saying why are you why are you passing that and i'm like i'm after something different and then it's just like you get these people like you know the angel and devil in your ear just like telling you and it's just like it just gets you so wild up and then you just get I literally, I literally got like down like ten minutes earlier than I should have, and I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm pissed." Yeah, I mean it's so in Michigan. I mean, deer season's ninety days long. So if you hunt, I guess as much as you and I do, I promise, like it, it is a roller coaster ride. You know, even so, for we're a month in, and it's been an absolute roller coaster for myself. Well, and for you, I mean, you haven't got to hunt as much as you'd like because of where you're working, um, you know, your wife being pregnant, things like that, you know. Uh, so you haven't got to get out quite as much as you have. Her sticking a knife through her thumb. <laughs> her sticking a knife through her thumb, yes. Yeah. But, um, you know, I mean, my season started off with tons of optimism. I had real good bucks on camera. Um, I got real excited. Uh, you know, I was seeing what I thought was really good early season sign. And then it was 80 degrees for the first two weeks. And when it wasn't 80 degrees, it was 60 degrees and pouring down rain. And then I had surgery. Um, so I was limited. So very quickly, my urge to want to get up and go deer hunting, like kind of went down. Like I'm not doing this. There's no reason. Why am I waking up at, five in the morning to go sit in this miserable weather when a deer is going to come in or a deer. I'm not going to see a deer. I might see a small buck. And then, uh, you know, so I actually took a morning off. I said, that's one thing I would learn to do. Like everyone wants to be out in the woods, but when things kind of get tough, like I just take a morning off, take an afternoon off and Mm -hmm. just kind of recharge a little bit. And, uh, and that's too is it's like just because you have the time like you don't have to hunt it too because like it's sometimes like you're showing me that one property of the wind today i would definitely would not hunt that property with that wind 
I mean, like a, me just talking to you about it. I don't even know nothing about the property, but I was kind of just like, you were kind of showing me around. I was like, what about here? And you're like, no, 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 over here. I was just like, well, I would have said no. Yeah, I wouldn't have wanted that. I mean, I had to work, so it didn't matter. Well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, just because you have the time, if you had the day off, you would have been like, no. Yeah, and now, but for If that was I, your only option. For you and I, that, that it's different. I mean, if you're someone that, only has limited time. Oh yeah. But I, I so I, I kind of want to specify that we're we're kind of aiming towards people that are able to get out and hunt like you know pretty diehard. But uh, you know, so I took a couple. I took a morning off, recharged, and then uh, I went out. That that was actually the night I went out with JT and walked into all that frustration. So I've had the weekend off. But I can tell you, so I was up before season. It went down as the season's gone up. But I can tell you, I'm I'm jacked up for, for the morning in the next two days. You know, I'm starting to see these bucks. They're getting nice and ramped up. They're they're uh they're having a good time. So I'm I'm jacked to go in the morning. I don't know where I'm going yet though. But I'm excited to go out now. So and then then you know, the other thing is I have my Kansas trip coming up. That's exciting. But come about end of November, I'm back in Michigan. I'll probably be, you know, coming back down again. And then beginning in December, I'll come back up. Yeah. December. I Hopefully this December is looking at it and just how beautiful it is. I mean, can, then, how like, long can did they extend the hunt again this year for doe and all that or whatever? I'm not sure. Or is You're it talking just about the, the certain counties? Yeah, like three. Yeah, Oakland, sure. Macomb, and I don't remember something else. Oakland, Macomb, I think, and then there's another one. Yeah, I don't know, but hey, at least that Macomb one's in the my next job. Perfect. Even though my next job's further away from my one right now, so I'll have definitely less time. And it's already a shit show. <laughs> so it sounds like things are looking up for you. Real, looking up real good. <laughs> but I got two weeks off. Uh, not this. The 8th, I think. The week of the 8th. So I you got one. the last week of bow season, the first week of gun. Correct. All right. I'll be in Michigan for the gun, and I'll just be up north, so... Yeah, I, uh... Are you going to use a gun this year? Yeah, I'm actually going to go sight my gun in. I got new... I don't know. It's hard to get bullets, but I got a bunch of three fifty bullets. I know you're not a big gun guy, but I'll be honest. I use... Whatever. So legal. this is what I have an issue with. I love bow hunting. I love it to death. You know I what else? use a gun. Do you, do you know what else I also enjoy? Deer. I love shooting big bucks. I can only handle watching a big buck stand at 60 yards, 100 yards, so many times before I... Then I'm, get mad. Move your stand. Get closer well, to him. When they're he out, won. When they're out in the middle of a field, I can't do that. Like my property... In, in the get, property a du- get a duck blind. The property I, I <laughs> lease in Ovid is probably the biggest reason why I enjoy gun hunting because I'll watch big bucks... 100 yards, 150, knowing if I just had a gun, man, I would be dusting you right now. And it I, it happens over and over and over again. So come come opening day of gun season, I'll be honest, I'm jacked. You know why? Because I know that buck's going to come out and I'm going to just smoke him. And then you know what happens opening day of gun season? He don't show up. No. <laughs> so, but I, I just, I I like gun. Um, Who knows? I mean, we'll see. How my season's going? I know we're doing that bow hunting league, so I might I might pop the bow out a couple times during then and and see what happens. But I totally forgot about that bow hunting league. Well, you got to shoot a deer. For yeah, everybody's out shooting deer. Yeah, especially when letting them hundred ten inch monsters walk by. Yeah. Listen, the bucks that have been put down in this thing. No, yeah, it, really dude. The first fucking week that like a hundred, couple hundred and seventy inch deer just dropped in Kentucky. Did you see that uh, a dude potentially shot the state of Michigan uh, bow record? Typical? Typical? Typical. No, where at? I don't know where it was. I, just I seen, know. I've seen somebody uh, post it, and uh, I think it was shot 
this morning. It it looked like a giant. I was getting excited because I thought it was a. I I forgot the old Rompola buck rule. Yeah. Like you can't enter it until the, the typical record was broken. Yeah. But then I was I I got excited because of that. Then I remember it has to be a world record, not a state record. Yeah, because Mitch Rompola used to own. He didn't enter that buck as a state record. He can he can't enter it. And he can enter it as a state record. He just can't enter it as a world record until Hanson's buck is beat. Correct. Um, that's what I got excited for. I yeah. thought Hanson buck was going down. But then I, I was looking at the buck. I was like, "There's tell no way." Me, tell me, um, does the quality of deer in Michigan has it? It, it seems better this year. Like herd wise or like buck wise? Bucks take. Oh yeah, for sure. I think. I don't know because since we surround ourselves more with better hunters, I guess. Okay, I let's preface that. I don't. I wouldn't say better hunters. We surround ourselves with people that practice quality deer management. Right. Just because you, I, I don't want people to think just because you shoot a year and a half year old deer, I think I'm a better hunter. No, I, it's just a matter of I. Well, no, I'm saying like. Yeah, you're right. So I was saying it wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's just we have differences of what we shoot and what we don't shoot. And there's a lot of variables that go into that. But so you're saying a possible new state record. Uh, so this is what I'm seeing. So Matt said he's seen, uh, he knows somebody that shot a 190-inch buck in Iona. That's what I'm saying. So the, the dude, so I heard a score. So I'll know most of the people listening to this are kind of people we know. Yeah, locals. They know about the buck I'm about to talk about. So, loft? Yes. A uh, guy from Corona, Owasso. I'm not sure where he was from. I don't even know. I've heard multiple stories on where the deer was shot between Lennon and Corona. I don't know. It doesn't Who matter. Gives it, was, it was shot in Shiawassee County within our area. 197 inch deer. 190? Mm hmm. You don't think that. I, that's the score I was told was 197. Actually, I think he posted it on Facebook. I was to say 179 if I could do anything, but who do, what do I know? I'm letting little babies go. Well, if you want to shoot a 197-inch deer. That's a freak. That's a freak. That's a stud. Yep. I'm not sure. I thought he posted that it was a 197-inch deer. Someone said that's what it was, but I. You know what I forgot about until I seen today? Hmm. I even had a tag in my pocket. Fall turkey. How many people do you think participate in fall turkey? I did two years ago. I buy a tag. I buy a turkey tag. I don't tag. waste my time buying a fall turkey tag because I don't ever have turkeys walk in front of me. I get them all the time. Must be nice. But not to I, mention, I don't know. I just am not. I, for just, me, for turkey hunting, is an interactive sport. I love spring turkey. Yeah, that's way uh, cooler. Like when they're just... God. Fired up, yeah. Just started for our podcast to talk about that because the nice thing about turkey hunting I is I get to take new people out because I it I, it's a little bit more lenient on who's allowed on the properties because it's fun because it's like you coming in, coming in, or they spot you or they just don't commit or whatever. All right, fuck it, let's go to the next spot. Like so, deer is just like, oh, he's coming, he's coming. Oh, he just walked away, and then you just don't see nothing. Yeah, so no, for sure, but I mean, we'll see. I'm excited for my Kansas trip. Yeah, a lot of good deer are going down. Oh, yeah. Dylan Carpenter shot one. Yeah, he shot a nice buck. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's tons of good bucks. Kyle Connor shot a nice buck, which we already talked about. Got to get him back on. I seen a guy on Facebook. um, It's a couple. They're uh, from the Ovid area. I wouldn't say I know them great by any means. Just kind of acquaintances. I went fishing with the guy one time. Him and his girlfriend shot two nice, two real nice eight points yesterday or the day before in the morning. Same day. Same property. I'm seeing a lot more bows. I'm pretty stoked from that. Bows? like Yeah, like five years ago, four years ago, like M. Buckbowl, it was like, 90% crossbows. Really? I don't see, I don't follow the Michigan buck pull a lot, but. I'm just saying, I, I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't watch it anymore. I'm just going off of like what I see on Facebook and then. Yeah, talk, but it's a lot my, more bows. The guy I work with today 
uh, someone that hunts around him, he shot a 147 inch buck a couple days ago. There's just, I think the quality of deer, at least from what I'm seeing in Michigan, is 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 pretty good this year. Do you think that's because of the depleting numbers of people participating because of baits and stuff? No, I think it's because our generation. So our generation is getting to where they're the predominant um, demographic. So the, the boomers are getting to the age where they can't hunt anymore, right? So that was, in my opinion, I want to really make that, this is my opinion. Damn, boomer. Um, the the baby boomers were definitely kind of a, if it's brown, it's down. They also were not, they grew up not being able to shoot does. And they're the same people that I know that tell you not to shoot them today. Right. Um, I think our age, you know, within 10 to 15 years of our age, um, like, so you and I, like, I'm, I'm 31, you're what, 29, 30? 30. 30. So I think from, like, us to about the 40, 45-ish, that's probably the largest hunting demographic right now, that age group. Makes up, I would say, the majority of most hunters. And that age group was brought up on the Jewelry Brothers the bone collector all these hunting tv shows shooting big bucks and i think that's kind of pushed people towards quality deer management and because i would say most of the people our age that i know that are hunting private land they're not shooting year and a half old bucks yeah so i mean that's a good thing. I think yeah. we're, it's in the step in the right direction. And and if people got to shoot anything smaller and that's all they have the ability to do, I mean, go for it. You, you know what I mean? Shoot. You got to shoot. I mean, but I just think that the quality of deer I we see today is just based on the majority of the hunters being kind of our age and what we grew up on. You know, think about it. Your dad did not grow up watching Mark Drury shoot 200-inch deer. He woke up on uh, the Dan Fitzgerald. Is that what his name was? Who? The guy, like, early TV hunters. Fuck. So, like, even the early like early TV hunters in the, the early 90s, I think is when they started coming out, they weren't shooting 150-inch deer. I mean, they were shooting 100-inch bucks, you know? That was a monster, though. Yeah. Um, I think our generation has seen what happens when you shoot does for meat, seen what happens when you can put time in on your property to improve the habitat, and then seen what kind of bucks we can grow in Michigan. The other thing is is all three of those, if done with the right people um, or even by yourself, makes hunting more enjoyable. I love shooting a doe. It's fun. You know, gets the gets the jitters off, gets that itchy trigger finger taken care of. I feel like you're rubbing this in right now. <laughs> no, and uh, <laughs> you know it puts uh, it puts some some meat in the freezer. Habitat improvement, without a doubt, one of my most favorite things. I love putting food plots in. I want to get into hinge cutting and uh, creating like better bedding areas for sure. But like food plots, um, all that stuff right there, I love doing that with with buddies. Well, I I. I think selective logging, like the benefit of selective logging is tremendously amazing. Like for like some farmers, some farmers do take advantage of that. You know what I mean? Where they have a lumber company come in there and take the mature trees and all that out. Cause you're usually going to be taking the oaks yeah. and all that. And like, if you think about that, if you eliminate like, cause I'm in like O flat, if you took out like, like 50% of them trees, you're going to have better control of where, you know, they're hitting the oaks at. Well, that, and it's going to grow your canopy. Yeah, you open your canopy and then the undergrowth and all that. Like, I don't know if you've ever read on hinge cutting. So, like, a lot of people will use, like, hinge cutting to help. If done properly, hinge cutting can make some great bedding. Yeah, but the problem is a lot of people are on borrowed permission land and 
and, you know, farmers, some farmers, they don't give a fuck. They're like, hey, just stay out of the field. Don't well, do no, that. so, like, my lease, I don't do much habitat. In fact, I don't do any habitat. I'm, I'm saying some leases will yeah. let you do that, you know. But. If you talk to them and all that and, you know, tell them that. So, they just, some of them just like, hey, man, don't, you know, you know what you're doing, whatever, do it, whatever, and don't get hurt and stay out. I mean, just yeah. don't fuck the crops up. And then some are just like. You know, and then it's understandable, like, my land don't... Yeah, if it's if it's not mine, I guess, but, like, the property in Corona, I could literally do... All I have to do is call the owner and say, hey, I have this idea, and we'll talk about it. Yeah, like, let's give it a shot, you know. Um, but habitat improvement to, you know, with your, your, it's a good time doing it with friends. And then I think we can all agree not much compares to shooting a big buck. Not much compares to shooting a big buck when... You spent all season passing on little bucks. You spent all summer working to improve your habitat, and then it finally pays off, right? So I think more of our generation has gotten into those things, and uh, it also doesn't hurt that the state of Michigan has one of the highest deer populations in the entire country, so we can, I guess, be a little bit more selective and shoot as many does as we want. It's not really going to be a big deal. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think, uh, we're going to try to get together again later this week. Yeah, definitely go over. Um, Cause like, I'm still like, I have no idea where I'm going in less than 14 days. I think I was just counting off the phone. I was like, I think it's 14 days. So yeah, like more give or take, whatever. Uh, so I have no e-scouting, no, I don't even know what state I'm going to. <laughs> And, uh, uh, I don't know. I just don't know. And then we'll talk about how I'm going to pull it out my butt, but yeah. Hey. And then, so in less than seven days, so next Saturday, I officially leave for Kansas and I will be recording while I'm down there. So I'm not sure if I'll get all four guys on. I know I'll be able to get the one on. That's fine. Um, you can call me too, or I'll call you and yeah. Um, so I'll be giving updates on that, uh, trip and we're going to see, so I'm using a different, I don't know what this is, a deck board. What is, what is that called? This is a mixer, a different mixer than what we're using here. So we'll see how that goes, but we might even, if it's like, if I can record in the car, I don't know. I mean, it's an 18 hour trip. I might just, me and Mike are, might just bullshit for a little while on our way down. Are you flying down there? Uh, so I'm flying to Georgia, from Georgia to North Carolina, and then riding with uh, my buddy Mike to Kansas. Okay. So, I don't know, but we're going to try to get at least, we, we'll, we'll get. How are you getting your equipment down there again? Mike's brother, so my buddy uh, Matt, who just happens to be Mike's oh, yeah. brother, is in Michigan, and he's going to drive it down there. Okay. So, really hope they make it. Yeah, that really suck. I guess you're going to go max that credit card out. Yeah. Cabela's or some shit. Um, can so, you use an archery uh, crossbow in Kansas? Is yeah. That, is that um, two of the guys are using crossbow. Okay. I don't know. Some states consider that a gun. Yeah. But, no, I'm I'm excited for that. Um, so we're going to – I'd like to give – so I'll be in Kansas for 14 days. So I think I'd like to get out – have at least two episodes and then of while we're down there of just how it's going. But if I shoot a deer, I think I'm going to be kind of coy about it. Like I'm not going to give the story out while I'm down there. Yeah, no. Um, and then I think when I get back from Kansas, it'll be a little easier to get some guests on. So we're going to get our plan. Is yeah, to- it is super hard right now to get guests yeah. on. And I, I, it's totally understandable. Like right. if people that are wondering, like, People are hunting. Any spare time, they're hunting. And by the time, like, we're it's, literally doing it. It's almost 10 o'clock at night, and yeah. it's on a Sunday, and I literally got to wake up at 4 but o'clock in the morning. when the time changes, you know, it gets dark at 5, 6. It'll yeah. be a little bit easier. So, like, we're going to get we're gonna get Kyle back on for sure. For sure. Kyle shot two good bucks. We're going to get Spencer, Spencer and his dad yeah. back on. I'd like to get Brandon. I got to call that sexy son of a bitch. <laughs> I got to call. I, gotta, we, I don't have to call. We got to get a hold of Brand, Brandon and Zach from Public Land Prowlers. Got one, and then what about um, Tyler? Would Tyler come? Loins? Yeah, I don't know. I can ask him. Um, and then he doesn't have to talk about it. He just come on. We, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I can ask him. Oh, Kobe. I got to get Kobe, yeah, Kobe on here. And then, Kobe just lives far away. I, I don't want to do a phone one with Kobe because he he's, so, he's so much animated better in person. <laughs> so I, I um, want to talk to him. You know, so then we, I've got Mike kind of shot me an idea of a guest that I really hope works out. That would yeah. be a real good guest. I don't want to spoil that one in case, you know, maybe it doesn't work out. But, you know, so we got some plans. But, you know, so if you're wondering why we're not having guests, yeah, it's just it's really hard right get, now. When you're getting out of the woods at seven ten seven fifteen then you're getting to say either my house or joe's house at eight eight thirty by the time we get recording you know? it's almost nine and then you know we got to work and like joe's got i don't have to work tomorrow but joe does have to work tomorrow so like you know it's it's, it's just been hard um but stay tuned like I, I think we're gonna we're gonna have some great stories you know my kansas trip your out-of-state trip your opening day of gun season Deer camp story. Whether oh, dude, I'll bring it up there. I don't think my dad will get on, to be honest. Well, that's fine. We can always do talk about it when you get back. You know, getting Kobe on, getting Kyle, getting Spencer and his dad. It's gonna be fucking crazy for the next week. I mean, the next three weeks, I think it's gonna be fucking nuts. Yeah. So I don't know if we'll be able to get guests on in that time, but we're gonna have. I, I'm, I'm telling you, you guys stay tuned. We're gonna have some guests. We're gonna have some stories and. uh Hunt hard, baby. Yeah, good luck. It, it's heating up. Get out there. It's getting hot. Stop listening to us. Get out there. <laughs> yeah, so, all right. Other than I'm good to go, Joe. We'll uh, see you guys uh, next time.